If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yes, punters panel. Friday the 22nd of December, looking forward to it and uh, the sound of summer there. Love the bag, Raiders. Now we're going to get to Chris Reeves, Blake Johnson, Mitch Cohen and Luke Marlow shortly. Uh, we're going to go straight to Blake Johnson, who's going to kickstart proceedings for us today. Uh, BJ, the leg up, mate. Big year for your team and hopefully we can roll it through summer. Yeah, it's been a good year, DS. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone on the panel, all the listeners. I tell you what, DS, it's going to take a fair caller to knock Gary off for the price pack. I tell you what, I wasn't expecting that, mate. How good that he just bunkered down, uh, just bunkered down for the week. I love it. <laughs> we got uh, Luke Marlow joining us as well. Lukey, hello to you, mate. Yeah, morning, boys. Good morning, everyone. And uh, how's you? How was yesterday, mate, at Gosford? Mate, it was fine, thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, just chipped away. Can't back a winner there, mate. It's just oh, one of those. No Mornington's like that. I, I, Mornington's <laughs> a graveyard for me. I can't back a winner there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Hang on, I surely, Marlow, you were on Elisa in the fourth. No, said it had no, none. Wasn't on it. Wasn't on it. Didn't say it had none. I took no. it on top. Thank you very much, Stanley, but I didn't back it. He won't, you know what, though? He, he won't do that. He won't. He won't. Um, you won't uh, get the mail off Elisa? Oh, he's. I rarely back her. It, it just... He won't. I don't back her. It's just... You if, reckon you're if, the she, if she gives it a bad steer, I just don't want you the pain. You can't cop it. I'll never forget we were playing golf one day. I'll never forget we were playing golf one day, Blake. And uh, Alicia was on a horse. And uh, Luke... Because you know, obviously, Luke is obsessed with form. As we all do. He's, he's a good judge. And there was this particular horse. He was like, nah, this will be winning. I don't care what she's on. And of course, beaten on the post by it was just, just she, and she and then me off at twenty. And then, and just, then do you know the sickest thing? Obviously, she only had one ride for the day, so she's driving home in the car, and she goes, "Oh, she's all excited. She's had the winner. Oh, how good was that?" And Luke's like, "Yeah, no, it was really good. Yep. <laughs> I'm no, no, it was really, really good." <laughs> but you know what? It's not that I'm I'm afraid to back her um, due to her ability. I mean, uh, it's it's more. There's, there's no point. I get the financial reward anyway, DS, uh, if she wins oh. a race. So I'm, <laughs> I may as well just watch. I get to fill up every time. Oh, that's gold. Uh, we've got Chris Roots joining us as well. G'day, Chris. Yeah, I could imagine Marlo being dirty on Alicia when she rides a winner and and, and he's on the, on the second horse. I can just uh, oh, can you imagine okay. the sulking that would go on? He, he sulked after the one that I won for, two, for, for a month. So, Big um, time. We'll, we'll just... Um, I think very good a, relationship relationship um, advice. advice there, Luke. Just stay away, stay away from them. And Dave, we all have tracks that are punning kryptonite, and it sounds like Gosford Jewels. Yeah, no, Mornington's mine. It's the lowest joint in the world. Hello to our friends of Mornington. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say this, uh, Chris. I spoke to you on the phone yesterday, mate. You're a celebrity down there in the uh, southern parts of Sydney. You were just going for a stroll. And people are yelling out the car at you, going, "Go private eye, get on your router." What's doing? Uh, to, for that to happen while you were on the phone is just the most, the worst possible thing that could have happened because I'm never going to hear the end of it. From I'm you. telling you, Luke. Oh, there was this person yelling out on the phone. I'm going, "What is? What is that noise, Chris?" People are in the car. They've got their head out the window, yelling out at Chris Roots, going, "On your mate, how are you? We love, mate. It's unbelievable." He's the king, Dave. He, his, his he hasn't paid for a beer at the Oatley Hotel wine. for six months, I'm hearing, as well, on the grapevine. So, <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey, hey Marlo, how'd you go in the jack? 
Mate, I had, you won't believe this, you'll fall over, but let me explain. I had 49 points in the first round. The second round got washed out. Because of the extreme heat, Ruder, they let us take the pros' drives <laughs> on every hole. Oh. If ours weren't good, at, like if ours weren't in play or any good, we got to take the pros' drive. So, mate, I was I was hitting wedge into par fives. It was beautiful. <laughs> that is sensational. What did um, how many of the drives of the pro did you take? We took 17 of the 18 holes. There you go. I played with a guy called Corey Lamb. He won it last year, mate. Uh, So shout out to you, Lammy. Uh, He was an absolute champion, and he hit bombs. He absolutely smashed it. Uh, So he was really fun to play with. And uh, my roommate was Jeffrey Guan, Ruder. So uh, it was good to meet Jeff. He's a very promising young player. He's just gone pro, and I think we'll hear a lot more about him. Great stuff. Uh, Mitch Cohen, you had a big week last week, Mitchie. Did I? Apparently so, mate. You had a really big week <laughs> from, along the grapevine. Every week, every, week, every week's a big week, David. Mate, uh, I heard it was really, really big. Hey, boys, uh, no. can't you tell us DS's last day? <laughs> He's dead set <laughs> on the bit. You did, and thanks so much. I can't wait to do the next four weeks of radio while you nick off to the Gold Coast, have a holiday, oh, and mate, I'll just keep grinding, mate. I'll just keep grinding. Mate, I'll be talking about breeding and you'll Please, go... you'll have the sale book open <laughs> reading off the page. I'll go, and what you'll about be up there, another junket, Hong Kong, <laughs> Gold Coast. I've had enough of this. This is getting outrageous. Mate, you've just got to get on the find plane. Another, get on the plane. Find another 2IC. Get on the plane. Find another 2IC. Mate, what about Cohen? He got the spins. How are you, Mitchie? <laughs> oh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, mate, you've got plenty to play with this week. Let's get straight into it. Let's have some fun on this uh, Friday. Uh, what I'll do as well, boys, is because we've got no multi, at the end of the panel, once we get through as much as we can, I will ask you your best moment of 2023, like I'm asking the callers. I want to start... With race number seven here, lads, uh, it is over the 1,100. It's tomorrow at Royal Ramwick, and there's already a couple of texts on the text line uh, wanting to know your thoughts. We'll go in that order of entry. We'll go Blake, Luke, Chris, and Mitch. So start with you. Blake, what wins race seven at Ramwick tomorrow? Well, I'm actually pretty keen on one here, DS. I'll start from the top. I thought Meritable was uh, very good first up, but huge odds, so... Need to see him do it again. And then we go down to, with your blessing, I thought he was taking up a little bit too much of the market, got control, three blast, blink is on for the first time, got his toe in the track, got control of the race, last, two back, and then last start, none of that went right. And I don't think much is going to go right for him here. So I think he's taken up a little bit too much of the market. Sneaky Page can improve, peaked on the effort first up. Vavia, best form's in Melbourne, surely. Wave rider boy, We'll get well back from that draw. I like Stromboli down the bottom. I know he's been really well supported with the tab. Um, he was really good last start. I'd forgive two back in midweek company when he was well supported. He was well supported last start, but they just took their medicine, went back from the wide draw. I think they can settle much closer to the lead speed here. And I just loved his work through the line last start. So uh, I want to have something on him at around that $5 quote. Marlo, what do you like? Well, BJ, we used to live together, you and I, and we're together here with uh, Stromboli as well, brother. Um, I thought he was fantastic last start. I love the 1100 for him. I think that's his real sweet spot, particularly at Ramwick with the big straight. I think he'll map in a slightly better position here as well from gate two. I can just see him sliding into midfield, a little bit of pace up front. And look, if you took the $12 earlier, I think you've got great value there. I think each way 
he's going to run very well. Um, similar to BJ, just finding a few negatives with other horses in the market. Wave Rider Boy, her racing style and the map she's going to have to go right back will be near last. Hard to win from last over 1,100, guys, uh, if she does go right back. They might even save her for another race from the draw. We'll wait and see. And with your blessing, um, I think the soft six at the moment would be to his liking, but with the forecast, I'd suggest the track will dry out. And I'm thinking that big spike in his form two back was a mixture of the wet and the blinkers going on. I think he had a big reaction to the shades first time there. So uh, just whether he can repeat... I'm unsure. But, yep, like Stromboli down in the weights, I'm with BJ, boys. I'm, I'm against both of you guys. I, I think with your blessings, probably one of the better bets on the program. He's, he went from a 78 to a listed race last start and started favourite. The market just got it completely wrong. He wasn't... He, he was he was jumping too much in grade, taking on some really old hard-head sprinters. And the, the that little bit of extra pressure you get in those sort of races just told on him. And I, I'm convinced he probably needs his toe in the ground. So he gets that... I think he he gets to a place similar to when he won on NS seventy eight. He's back in 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 eighty eight grade here, and it's um it just seems like they found a, a really nice race for him. You know, there's a lot of horses that have been at this grade for a long time time here. Uh, horse like Stromboli, he was very good first up uh, first up this preparation, and, and hasn't done much since. But I can see I can make a case for him. But realistically, I think. Um, with your blessing, will be very hard to beat, and I, I'm I'm interested in how V La V goes goes as well. But I'll be having something on with your blessing, trying to get some of the Christmas presents paid for. I'm happy to stick with Meritable Boys. I know he was big odds first up. I think Mark's done a terrific job with these horses that he gets uh, these tried horses that he picks up. He obviously we saw what he did with Hosier. Um, winning during the spring. Uh, look, this fellow just returned. His return was excellent. He, he, he got the gun run along the fence. Unfortunately, he lost momentum at the wrong time in the straight as Dragonstone just stoked up down the outside and beat him. But I thought it was a terrific run. He must to get a similar run here on the fence. I think he does go up six kilos, but he has carried weight before. But around that $9 quote, I think he's a bettable, bettable price. But uh, look, I think it's a pretty tricky race, to be honest. Uh, I've got to ask, what was he like to live with, Blake? Luke Marlowe? We were a lot younger than DS. Uh, Did he go all right? Answer, answer, honestly. Did he go all right? Did he go all right? He was a a legend, mate. He was a legend. He he went all right. He went all right. How many in the stable? Manly Warfare got a a workout. Did it what? What do you mean was? Was all right? What am I? I'm no good now. Well, I no longer live with you, Luke. Yeah, I just thought you were saying that I'm no good now. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're still a good bloke. I'm not sure Thanks, about a, a house like mate anymore. But no, can, okay. we, can we ring up and get a second opinion and ring Alicia? <laughs> no, I think just different. <laughs> completely different human beings, I reckon. Completely be, different. Um, she she would say something like, I'm a bit of a untidy individual. You're not actually that... You're not actually that no, rabbit. I'm not. I you're think not. she's just harsh. A bit OCD. I think, I think um, Marlo and I were actually the two most cleanly... We, we were the cleanliest people living in the house. Okay. Um, there you go. Yeah, I wasn't really wanting to know about back how clean he was. Dave, we know we where you were probably. Living in the house. It's <laughs> Fair dinkum. Like Coolmore. <laughs> Paddockful. Now, what about this? Someone says, no multi. What is this you know what? Well, mate, blame Dicko. I've been saying for weeks, Dicko wanted to go on holiday. I think he's at uh, Sussex Inlet or something. He's down there. So that's why there's no multi. Sorry, punters. Don't blame me. Blame Ben Dixon. And by the way, if you want to send him an email, it's bendixon at tabcorp.com.au. <laughs> now, 
That's actually not his email, but uh, you can try. Now, uh, I sent him a Merry Christmas message. He didn't want to do the multi. I pleaded with him. I'll even post the screenshots of the text. I said, please, we've got to do a multi for my last show. He said, no, I'm away on holidays. So, and you know what? He's done good this year to us as well. He's led us on, and that's what we love. And he'll be back bigger and better, I think, for uh, next year. I don't think there's a multi for you tomorrow either, Luke, is there? No, dear, yes, there's not. It's all right. Oh, you can't bag it. You oh yeah, bag you it, can't get the stats. You, oh, you, no, yeah. you weren't on last week, Marlo. They're no. up and about. They're up and about. Uh, retorting, as Hurl said to me yesterday. What about the 2,400-metre race two event uh, tomorrow at Royal Randwick? Now, there's a text here about Father's Day. Hi, Dave. Heard your chat with Bjorn Baker. Father's Day. Can it go uh, and win again? Well, it had that good win at Warwick Farm, didn't it, BJ? And then he just gave it the nice little trial that I had Hawkesbury just to give it some residual fitness. Yeah, that's right, Dave. Um, was really good in this grade two back behind Spaycaster. And then, as you said, got the job done in midweek company at Warwick Farm. Kick over trial. Will be making his own luck on the speed, so hard enough to beat. Uh, I black booked I'm a Dirty Rascal off after last start. I think basically everyone in the racing game did. But uh, the handicapper hasn't missed him. What, what did he go up? Nine and a half kilos or something along those lines? Plenty. Yeah, he goes up nine and a half kilos. Um, I thought Cruise Missile was a little bit of overs. I, I quite liked his last start run. He was um, he was luckless, covered extra ground early, and then and then didn't have much luck in the straight. I thought first flight and auspicious cloud were probably taking up too much in the market. But I think right down the bottom, I, I like Youthful. I think uh, I think she's flying, and I think she'll measure up. She had no luck too back at Hawkesbury when never clear. She was well back there, and then she was off the map at Wild getting to twenty one hundred metres. She just got too far back on a fast tempo. Um, she was sort of held up at a key stage, and when she got to the outside, she ate up, ate up that margin. She drops seven kilos into this. Yes, she's up in grade. Gets to 2,400 metres. I think she can get over the top of them late. What did you like here, Marlo? Well, BJ, I, I sort of thought that what would happen is I'm a dirty rascal with the 62.5. A lot of people will see what you're talking about, the massive increase in weight etc and I think he'll be a little bit soft in the market and I'll be waiting and I'll be having something on him because there is off their last runs only one other horse with a Saturday Metropolitan lead up and that's Cruise Missile and he was out of the placings Uh, it's all midweek and provincial stuff here I think Father's Day on him he's going great guns Bjorn should be Given massive kudos for, for getting him back on track. He looked gone. Yeah, he looked cast early in the preparation, and he's going great, the horse, and I think he'll run well again. But I just think I'm a Dirty Rascal is better than them due to, due to the weight he's beatable. But I think we'll get the right sort of price to find out here. So he's the way I'll be playing the race. I'm a Dirty Rascal. I've got some degree of confidence here with him. Uh, I think he can overcome the, the big impost, carry the grandstand and get home. Yeah, he is, he is back from uh, a stage race to 70, 78 company, so you can't expect he has to go up and wait. Um, I think when we were talking about him before his last start, everyone everyone sort of said, are we going one too early? I think that that was what it was, went one too early. I don't think they could find a 2400, another 2,400-metre race for him. I think this is a gap run to get him to the 2,400-metre races that are coming up that are at stakes level and I I think he'll he'll measure up at that level. And in saying that, I don't think there's anything else in this race that probably would. Father's Day's a very handy horse going has gone through the grades well, but starting to find find its level. And um I just think he'll he'll be he'll be out in front and 
I'm a dirty rascal will be coming at him at the end. Yeah, speaking to Bjorn on about Father's Day during the week, he said that Rachel King's been putting a few of these older gallopers over the jumps in recent times, and it seems to have done the trick with this fella to get his mind back on the job. So um, he's re- obviously racing very well, but I think uh, there's a clear top pick in this race, and it's the top weight for sure. He's He's got the stakes form out of last start. He was excellent in that Christmas Cup when he came back to last from barrier 11. He's got barrier 2. Does he go forward on Saturday, boys? Not too sure. He usually goes back in his races, but out of the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot Camp now, um, it might be a different scenario on Saturday. First race tomorrow, boys. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Blake Johnson, Luke Mullow, Chris Roots and Mitch Cohen. Very interesting race because we've got straight charge as a short price favourite uh, for... Of course, uh, the Yulong team by Written by. He's had the one start in the Breeders' Plate, Blake, where he ran second. He's very short. Do you think anything can beat this Colt? Dave, this isn't really my forte, so I'll let the boys get stuck into it. But he's obviously the one to beat. He was terrific in that Breeders' Plate. Those two trials have been really good. Uh, one that he was really given a rev up. So he's ready to go. I'm pretty sure he's on his way to the Gold Coast. Uh, I did love the trial of Tarpaulin. Not sure if I got that uh, that right, Marlo, but that trial recently, I think it was only on Monday, but he really savaged the line. So um, can he get knocked over? Uh, probably not tomorrow, but um, there's some smart horses in the race, Marlo. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're right, BJ. He's, he runs some time at the trials, this guy. Straight charge. Um, on debut, he sat outside the lead and he just got knocked off by Espionage. The figures out of that breeder's plate aren't great. I think he's priced a little bit on hype, I've got to say, um, and due to the connections. But look, he, he, he'll probably win, guys. Do I want to take a dollar fifty-five? No, I don't. I do think Erno's Cube is some sort of danger. I know it's only Newcastle 900, but we've got to remember that was a Saturday Metropolitan race. Um, I think the stable do a great job with these two-year-olds and she gets a couple of kilos off him for being a, a filly. So I think they're the two winning chances. Tarpool and trolled very well visually but ran no time. Uh, but gate one, I think it can be competitive. So, look, favourite will probably win. I, I think there's one danger around those cube. But as far as the price goes, guys, just too short for me. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good risk at the price, the favourite. I got run down the breeders' plate, as Luke said, the the, the times and um, data out of that are, are, are the greatest, but that generally happens with that really early two-year-old form, don't it? Generally run great time. I thought Ernest Cube was fantastic at Newcastle. We got back in the field and um, she just relaxed and just she, she, she let go. She put two and a half lengths on them in a 900 metre race when she'd settled back in the field, which is a really, really good sign. Um, I know the stable have sort of said she's the number two seed behind Spywire, but she's been prepared for the Magic Millions and probably has to come out and do something here. I, I, I think Straight Charge will be there to, there to win, but I think she might just be able to come over the top of him race. Yeah, Tarpaul and obviously the half to Ask Cabin, I think. Uh, he's obviously trialled up pretty well, but uh, we know these Godolphin Colts very, very well-trained and, and well-educated coming into their debut. I think Straight Charge is the horse to beat, though. I think, look, the trials are hard to miss. He's been excellent. Do I want to take a dollar fifty-five? Definitely not. He's obviously been prepared for the Magic Millions. 
um, getting split up with the stable mate Stormboy, who's gone up north. But they've just got an endless hand, and Adrian. Um, I won't be backing him at a dollar fifty-five. If there's a horse I want to have a little something on, I think it's Sacred Fort. He's going to be a little improver. He was three wide in the run in that Inglis Nursery the other day, and he was just sort of got muddled up in the start of the straight, but he hit the line uh, as as good as any. So I think stepping up to 1,100, he can run a cheapy race at about 20 to 1, but I think the favourite's probably the one. All right. Just on that, Dave, before we leave, yep. there, um, Waterhouse Box Stable have already got a million dollars in stakes from their two-year-old. They've had six <laughs> minutes, and... Uh, Ma Eustace have had four four wins so far from two-year-olds. Like they they are they are probably the, two of the bigger players at the Yearling Sale. Well, uh, along with um, Annabelle Neesham, they're probably the biggest players at the Yearling Sales are buying to are buying these sort of horses. And it's amazing how these two stables have have, have got got their horses up and running. Gay, of course, Tullock Lodge have been doing it for years and years and years, and they look to have a really good team this year. So they might just be it might just pay to keep following them. The last race, boys, um, there's a, a few ticks here in relation to your thoughts on Robusto and also your thoughts on CeeLo Wolf for Joe Pride uh, and Tyler Schiller. This race is an absolute lottery for mine, Dave. Um, I really have no idea who's going to win it, but Robusto, uh, off a little bit of a, a freshen up, 35 days between runs, blinkers on, uh, definitely goes in the numbers. Uh, Dennis Dow go forward in good form. But Dynamic Spirit um, off like 317 days between runs was really good winner when um, confidently ridden by Nash in, in midweek grade. So um, measures up for sure. Testator Silence was, was really good for the new stable first up. Um, and then you're going down to Chow Wolf. Chow Wolf. Marlo might be able to sort me out there. But best horse in the race. But coming off the back of only one 800-metre trial. I'm not sure. I put him on top, but it's not a race that I have any confidence in, Muller. I think it's hard to have great confidence, BJ. It's a typical off-season benchmark 78, but um, look, uh, I think the fresh blood is the way to go in Wolf as well. Mate, Pride is just a, just a fantastic trainer. Uh, he just reads the play so well. Uh, I think having had the one trial, 1,300 metres, that's suitable. I like the way he trialled, and I think uh, he he just could be the horse on the rise here, where a lot of these, I can't really see another horse here who's going to rip through the grades and, and potentially get to black type. I think most of these are just your Saturday horses, your, your sort of benchmark types. He could be the one horse in the race that just might be a little bit better. He's already proven a uh, group class as a three-year-old, admittedly, against his own age. He ran second in that Ming Dynasty. It's not usually a race that produces champions, but I think NCAP and Tom Kitten are pretty good. I think they're very good form lines. So he's the way I've gone. Um, just, as I said, thinking that he could be the horse uh, that's got more to offer as far as his progression in his career. So 10 on top for me, Charles Wolf in the last. He's very good, Luke, this horse. He's... Um his timed times stack up against anything in this race. It's just whether he's ready to go first up. Um, he went Shinsaw after that um, that Ming Dynasty, so he um, Joe just put him out. He's only had a month, sort of a fresh and get get it get him back back in the stable. And they've just said 
and Chris Waller does this a lot with um, handy horses, the three-year-olds. He gets them in at this time of year, gets them a couple of wins, gets them up in the ratings, and that's what Joe's looking to do with this bloke. NCAP was uh, in discussions for an Everest, and Tom Kidd won a Group 1. Like it's, a, it's, it's just too good a form for a 78 on a, a, the day before Christmas. It's a, and it could be the biggest Christmas present you get all day because it keeps blowing. So, What about the stable, mate? What about uh, Testator Salens, who's now with Joe as well? Second up yeah. goes very good. He goes good, but he's not as good as this horse. This, yeah. horse, is, this, horse, this, horse, this horse could be running in, in Group 1 races in the autumn. That's how good Joe thinks he is. He, he said he's... A, I spoke to him during the week. He said he's a unique horse. I've never had a Guineas or a Derby horse, and this bloke could be one. That's that's a fair rap from a bloke who doesn't like to put wraps on his horses. Mm. I think he's very, very good. And it's 1,300 metres. He'll, he'll, he'll get his chance to, to just fire home. If he comes out and does what I think we, he does, everyone will be putting in his black books and looking at markets for later in the order. Yep, I agree, boys. I think, uh, look, if outside the two-year-olds, where we don't know what uh, we're looking at with some of these, this fella's got to be the most progressive horse to step out on the program on Saturday. Yeah, as Ruta said, Joe's talking potentially around with guineas tilting the autumn, so that's how high he rates this horse. Now, I think he's only in for one or two starts during the this summer period to get his rating up and then a little freshen up to hopefully prepare for those races, but... Uh, for all the reasons the boys said, he went through his grade so nicely last preparation, only just come up short in the Ming Dynasty, and we know what that race produced in form in, in NCAP and Tom Kitten. As they said, I think he's the obvious one, and I think um, he's probably one of the most exciting horses on the program for sure. Just on Robusto for that listener, uh, leave me out from the gate on Saturday. He's coming back from Melbourne, but the blinkers do go on the first time, so uh, it should be interesting to see how that affects him. All right, boys. And Chris, um, and Chris loves to go back from a bad barrier. He certainly does. So uh, we've got uh, race four on the card, which is the Midway Boys. I know these are difficult races, but uh, we see Craig Williams in town here to ride Nigaloo Star on his way to, or on, on her way, I should say, to a Magic Millions. And it's $6 to three eighty, Blake. Yeah, this anything can win this, Dave. Um, going well. Been up for a while, Nigaloo Star, but... Form doesn't seem to be dropping off. Uh, she'll go forward, um, put herself in, on in the on the on the speed, and, and be hard enough to beat. It's not a race that I want to bet into, Dave. Um, there's plenty of chances. Uh, I think Crips tonight, getting to 1,200 meters. I thought last start effort was pretty good at Canterbury over 1,100 meters. Uh, was right in that until the furlong. I think Dotty is probably. Slightly over the odds. Um, really good last start and pulled up with heat stress. Um, so forgive that effort. Uh, Herb's the interesting runner here. 1,600 metres, seven-day back up into a 1,200 with the blinkers on. So draw's not ideal, um, but the market loved him last start. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. Um, I'm probably, probably going to put Herb on top. Mm. What do you think of DS's race selection so far, BJ, for today's panel? Uh, He's gone the midway, uh, the 2400. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like BJ doesn't like anything on the card. BJ's going to be playing golf tomorrow by the sounds of it. I'm having four bets, DS. I'm having four bets. So you... You had a 40% And you haven't picked out one of the races he's having the four bets on. Jeez. That's how well you're going. Well, I'll go to race eight next. Is race eight one of yours? Fat? Are you sticking fat, I BJ? Am I sticking fat? Yeah, in race eight. 
Race eight, no. Well, we've got to get no, through race no, four first, not. but is race eight one of your races, BJ? No, it's not. Oh, fair <laughs> what ra- Well, what race have you got to bet in? How many races have we done? That's almost six, isn't it? What race? That's okay. No, I'm, I think, what am I having a bet? I'm having a bet in the second. Okay, well, youthful. well, hang on, hang on. We'll get to the second next, but what, what are no, you... We've, we've done we've the second already. Second. Well, we've already <laughs> done the second. Hey, can you get on holidays ASAP, Stanley? It's turning into a circus here. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> actually, if anyone's struggling for sleep next week, just tune in to Marlo and Somme. Um, one of the boys has found one in the midway anyway, so let's finish it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what I found, guys? I found a Ruffy. A Zion. I love a Ruffy. I love a Ruffy there, yes. Uh, I just think he completely is forgivable first up. He was wide. He wouldn't have been 100% fit. He dropped out. Copped a bit of a brush. Uh, I'm just happy to ignore that as a form line. And all his runs prior in midways are super consistent. Yes, he's got to carry the 59 and a half, but he gets a nice soft gate. He can just pop out, put himself on speed. He goes well second up. He's never missed the top two second up. And at $23, guys, I think you'll do something. It's a, it's a tough race. I've, I've been a fan of Megaloo Star and obviously on its way to the Gold Coast along for, um, for a race up there, but um, I just I just found her. I thought it was okay last week. I know it's the sixteen hundred back to twelve is not usually my my go, but I just think that that they might it just might be a plan with the blinkers on to have a have a real real flair at this race. And he's been back a few times and and left, they've left it in. So be interesting to see if the money comes from him tomorrow. I'm sure um, I'm sure Mitchell will tell us why Mr. Rocket can win the race now. No, 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 Rita, but I see you've abandoned Nigaloo's star. Now, boys, uh, I remember a few weeks ago, you see the fourth placing their four starts ago. Uh, one person on this uh, on this program had a substantial all-up going for Nigaloo's star, the place. Is that now, correct? Sure he's over it. Is that correct? So, 20, 25 to 1. Rita? It was two. Oh. Look, I'm with her. I think uh, I think uh, John Sargent's got a racing excellently. I think she ran into a pretty smart one in Terramata the other day. Stays in similar grade. Um, if she can hold that form, she can be competitive. But um, as it is in these midways, always pretty, pretty open. All right. Now, uh, what race are you, else are you having a bet on, BJ? Well, that's, uh, we've, we've actually gone through two of them, Des. So I'm back in race two, number nine, youthful. Well, then, you, hang on. You three. said that my race selections were pass, but you've had two no, bets in them. No, I said that. Oh. Yeah, you've, you've found two, two of my bets, but the others have been very tough races. Well, what about race I'm having eight? a bet in the highway. I'm having okay. a bet in the highway, just like Liam. Okay. And then race race six, number 10, Serena Sophia. And then the seventh, this is the other one you found, Stromboli. They're my bets. Okay. What about in race eight? Why, why ha ha falls? He's 460. He gets the moisture in the track, which he loves. He gets T Berry. I know he's got gate 10. But surely he can. Uh, surely he can beat this lot. Uh, he's not on top for me, DS. Okay. Um, I thought he was good last time, um, but he had the right sort of run. He probably needed room a little bit sooner. Swaps an inside draw for an outside draw. Um, he's going to get. I don't know what they're going to do from there. I, I'd suggest that they ride him quiet. Fourteen hundred meter suits. Um, I was hopeful that the market was going to miss Sinawan. I thought that was a terrific run to. Third up for the new stable. Uh, he was never in his first two runs, over 1,100 metres and 1,300 metres. And then last night, he was back in trip. He went back from the wide draw. He covered extra ground. And he was really strong late. And I think he can improve from the low draw, getting up to 1,400 metres. And then go down. Aradonte was really good first up in Melbourne. That was in state's grade. 
got back, hit the line in some of the best late splits of the day. Perfect thought let me down a little bit first up. I know I was really keen, Marlo, but um, he didn't have the best of luck. Uh, Williams comes down to riding. Uh, the draw's not ideal, and I think he's probably got Gold Coast on his mind, but he can improve. He didn't have that much luck there, and Cavalier Charles sat outside the, the leader last start at Canberra. Um, it was okay, so oh. I, I, I'm with uh, I'm with Sinawan here. Yeah, he was pretty good last start, wasn't he? Um, I like the way he got to the line. 1400 metres looks suitable. Um, I, I think he's definitely among the chances. Uh, DS mentioned why Ha Ha Falls. Certainly, the track drying out would be a negative for him, but he, he can definitely win as well. Uh, he's just got work to do on the map. So by race eight, we'll have an understanding of how the track's playing and uh, can they run on from the back. He may well. Roll forward, T-Berry. Uh, this horse has raced uh, closer than sort of back in his life. He's not just an absolute backmarker. It's just been circumstantial that he's drawn gates uh, that are a little bit poor. Last start at 1,200 metres, he settled midfield. So I'll be interested how they ride him. As far as my on-top selection in the race goes, oh, I'm really going to troll you now, BJ. I think oh. Perfect Thought can do something here. Um, I like Craig Williams going on 53 and a half. Uh, he, he goes to 1,400 metres. And I just think in a race where there's many hopes, the the booking of Williams just might be able to switch him on. He's won on the horse, after all. Uh, you go back to his form last preparation, and uh, he was aboard when he won at Flemington. So I just think him reuniting with the horse is a plus, and I'll give him a go here um, at the Edgeway odds in race eight, number nine. Uh, tough race. Um, there's a few a few convictions here, and you know they run good races and they don't win. So uh, um, I've come back to Waiha Falls and one last chance. I think seven's its trip. I would have loved it to draw a gate so it could be a pair or so closer. I, I can't see where they're going to get on the map rather other than being being back. So if they if they can be positive and be closer, I think. It'll be glasses down and times the margins, but um, he's going really well. He's he he just he just loves it when he gets a bit of moisture in the ground. I I give hopes to both Cinnamon and and Perfect Thought. I was on Cinnamon last start. Um, I think it's Joe's just about worked him out. He'll he'll be winning a nice race next year. I think if he stays in training, we'll be we'll be talking about him in you know those Group Three races. I think he's up to that grade. And perfect thought, John Sargent. Well, he's he, he's still scratching his head. What happened with this horse? He, he won a carbine club, then went up and ran second to Kovalika and Queensland Guineas. And he said, "I just thought it'd go through the grades and run the best races in the country." So, um, obviously, got crook last start, last preparation. Coming back, the first up run was inconclusive. It just never ever got it out or or, or saw any daylight. Craig Williams coming down and. On weights, it's the one you really want to be on. But I'm going to I'm going to have something on my half walls just because it owes me so much. Hmm. I'd happily back two here, boys. I think um, perfect thought. I was I've got to disagree with BJ. I thought his uh, return was perfectly fine over 1,200 metres. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of luck. He came from back, but um, the way he came through the line, and I thought he was terrific. Um, I think. And around those odds, if he's heading up to the Magic Millions now, Craig's in town to ride a couple of these horses going to the Magic Millions. So um, he generally picks the right one. I think uh, 1,400 metres should suit. On his best form, as, as Luke said, he was uh, he was winning Group 3 races and, and second in the Guineas as well up in Queensland. 
I think obviously he's had his issues, but he looks to have come back okay to me. The other one is uh, one that the boys have mentioned as well in Sinawa, and I thought uh, the run last time was absolutely terrific. Joe's just in his first preparation with him, but as Ruta said, I think he's worked him out now. Um, look, he was one of the best closers in that razor sharp. That was when he drew Barry 11, and he had to go back. He's bound to get a better draw on Saturday, um, just if he needs luck in the straight. But I think you could back both of them and, and probably come out on top. Boys, best bets of the card, please. I'm, I'm early in the day, mate. Um, race two, number nine, youthful. I'll take BJ on. I'll go the rascal. Race two, number one, I'm a dirty rascal. Okay. So Luke and Blake. What do you think there? of the steer last start, BJ, on youthful? Was it just she couldn't get closer? I think he was trying to uh, initially. I think the steer was fine. I just, I don't know whether he tried to, he wanted to save ground at, at between the six and the four, but he ended up being held up and having to come to the outside and make the run. Um, I thought she was super, but yeah, I just don't think it played out exactly how he expected it to. Mm. Yeah, I think we were all surprised that she was back last that day. Yeah, well, that, that leader went a lot faster than expected. That was just one of those Rachel King staying rides that gets everything else off the bit, and mm. she's just riding in super form. Chris, your best, mate? I'm old by half balls, my best mate. I thought at the price, it's probably probably the right price to have a, have a nice bet. I'll be having something on, um, with, with your blessing. And before I go to Mitch, happy Christmas to everyone, and have every you get all the presents you want. And Mitch, what did you, what did you the, ask Santa for, Chris? A couple of winners. Um, the, the, Mitch, can you give us a give us a steer into someone in the dark as well? I can, mate. And Damon Head has just got up, so the Aussies through. But uh, I think you can back Gary Anderson if you want a post Christmas present. The Flying Scotsman, he's won two already. He knows how to win the big one. So Gary Anderson. But at uh, Randwick on Saturday, race nine, number four, Aristonis. I think uh, this horse is destined to end up in stakes races. First up run was terrific. I think he can win on Saturday. Thank you so much, boys, for being part of the punters panel as I've been steering it throughout 2023. I think, Marlo, you will have one next Friday. Yeah, I will, Dave, I guess. Um, I'm not going to change up the format that you have created. I'm not going to do that, am I? I'm going to just keep everything ABC. I won't change a thing. Outstanding. So, mate, uh, Luke will be steering the ship next Friday. That will be officially the uh, the last punters panel of the year next week, I believe. Yep, that'll be the 29th of uh, December. But uh, this one, my last one for the year. Thanks, boys, for being a part of it. I'll put those best bets up in the bets, friends. And for those that are tuning in late and wondering if uh, there's a multi, no multi for today or tomorrow as Ben Dixon, our bookie, is away on holiday. So, unfortunately, the multi will return in 2024 and we look forward to ripping more out. But we will put the best bets up in the bets, friends. Have a good day, boys. Thanks, fellas. Have a great one.